We may labor in focusing on the heavenly rather than the earthly. These are all things that we struggle with in our day-to-day -day lives. We want to be like the saints, but we lose focus. We lose focus because we're focused on the earthly. We're focused on you know, our work, our families, our money. And sure, we need to do all these things, but without losing focus on our real objective. And so, do we labor in prayer? I'll just mention a few things quickly. In Acts chapter 16, this is the, the reading of Acts today, it starts off, now it happened as we went to prayer that a certain state girl possessed with a spirit of divination met us. So the apostles are walking and they're going to prayer. This is their life. They're living a life of prayer. They're laboring in prayer. And when they get arrested and thrown into prison, what does it say? It says that Peter and, and Silas, uh, Paul and Silas, sorry, were in prison. It says, but at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and then we know the rest of the story that the prison doors were open and so on. This was even in the midst of their tribulation, even in the midst of their imprisonment, Paul and Silas are praying. And it says that other prisoners were listening to them. So their life of prayer, their struggle, their labor, turns out as an occasion of testimony for those around them in prison. When we live a life of prayer, when we commit to laboring in prayer, each one of us individually in our own personal homes, then it turns out as an occasion of an occasion for testimony, maybe for the rest of my family. When they see that on a daily basis, they know that mom and dad wake up a little bit early. Why mom do you wake up so early? Because I have to pray. I have to speak to God. It becomes an opportunity for them to learn from you. When they see in the evening that there's not a single night you go to bed without picking up scripture, sitting at the Lord's feet and saying, Lord, speak to me as you spoke to your servant Samuel. Speak to me so and so for your servant listens, for your servant hears. Then my child, or my spouse even, will, will notice this, and they will begin maybe wanting to do the same thing. It turns out as an occasion of testimony. And so struggling in prayer, laboring in prayer, is one way to imitate the saints. Laboring and reading scripture is one way to imitate the saints. Laboring in our repentance is another way to imitate the saints. In the Catholic epistle today, we read, for we have spent enough of our past lifetime in doing the will of the Gentiles, when we walk in lewdness, lust, drunkenness, revelries, drinking parties, and abominable idolatries. In regard to these, they think it's strange that you do not run with them in the same flood of dissipation, speaking evil of you. We spent enough time doing the wrong, We've spent enough time following the world. We've spent enough time sinning. And so let me struggle against sin. Let me struggle in the life of repentance. And when I do, it will turn out as an occasion of testimony. Because they will see that I no longer run with them in the same flood of dissipation, as the Catholic epistle tells us today. And so this life of repentance requires struggle. It requires that on a daily basis I sit with myself in the presence of the Lord and say, Lord, examine me. Lord, reveal to me what I've done wrong today. Lord, reveal to me where I missed the mark, where I did wrong. And also, Lord, reveal to me where you wanted me to do good and I did not do it, for I know it is also sin. 
So we sit on a daily basis, and it requires, again, labor, despite the fact that I'm tired, despite the fact that I've worked all day, despite the fact that I have to cook for my family, despite the fact that maybe I have to do services for the church, I still come back home at night, and I have to stand and say, Lord, examine me, and spend time examining myself. Yes, labor and repentance. Labor and repentance, and you will find change in your life. And I'll say the last one at the end of this gospel. It says, in your patience, possess your souls. Labor and patience. Labor and patience in knowing that, okay, in this life, we want things immediately. We're used to, like, instant gratification. I want, you know, I want to go to a fast food restaurant and make an order. If the order's not ready under 60 seconds, I can make a complaint and so on. If my phone or my internet at home is slower than you know, two seconds to load, I call the internet company and I say, hey, it used to be one second, what's going on? And I'm complaining about all these things because the culture and the society around me got me used to, everything has to be done fast. But in the spiritual life there is struggle and it takes time to see fruit. It takes time for me to be able to acquire the love and taste of prayer. It takes time for me to love and sit at the feet of my Lord Jesus Christ. It takes time for me to, to love, to not, or, or sorry, but it takes time for me to stop loving sin and to love God himself and good itself. Because sin has a taste in, in, in it's pleasurable for us. And so we look to it and we say, well, I like it, it's, it's familiar, it's what I'm used to, it's, it provides instant pleasure. But no, I need to labor in patience and realize there is pleasure with God, there is pleasure St. Gregory of Nisa, one of the translations of his uh, homily or his writing on virginity, one part, one translation, in one part it says, God is not pain, he is pleasure. God is pleasure, he's not pain. It seems painful to let go of sin, it seems painful to stand every day in prayer, it seems painful every day to do such and such and such things. But God is not pain, and I need patience in order to realize that God is pleasurable. Pleasurable. Being in his presence is pleasurable. I'll end with one story. St. John Vanille was a Catholic saint. And uh, he used to notice that every morning, he would, when, whenever the church was empty, there was this peasant, this farmer, who would come before work and sit for about half an hour in one of the pews, kneel down, and just stare at the altar. And then in the evening after work, that same man would come back, same pew, church is empty, nobody there. And he would sit there and spend about two hours every evening. Same thing, just kneeling down and staring at the altar. And so one day, this Catholic Saint John Vanier went to this man, and he said to him, what do you do? Nobody's in church, there's no prayer going on. You're kneeling down, what do you say to him? What are you saying, what are you praying? He said to him, I don't say anything to him, and he doesn't say anything to me. I simply look at him, and he looks at me, and we are happy. Being in God's presence, to attain that pleasure of being in God's presence, uh, presence takes patience. So labor and patience. And so let us labor like the saints. As St. Ephraim the Syrian tells us, it is good that we admire their blessedness and their, their being crowned. And we want to be crowned like them, but it requires that we labor. It requires that we labor, and some of the things we can labor in, labor in prayer.
labor in your spiritual reading, labor in your life of repentance, labor in being patient, knowing that there will be food and that you will change, but it requires time. And to our God be the glory now and ever, and unto the end of all ages. Amen.